Hello and welcome to my podcast, The Classical Witch. I have a blog of the same name where I discuss Greek mythology, climate change and sometimes books. But that's a bit more analytical and teeny tiny bit more professional than this. I just wanted a little corner of the internet where I wanted to ramble about the books that I read. So I'm kicking this off with my November wrap-up. A few things about me. I'm queer, neurodivergent, and live in a country that hates both India. Uh, By the way, the classical and the classical, which stands for the classics with a capital C, Greek mythology and stuff, and not classical literature, just clearing things up okay so the books the first book that uh, that i read in the month of november was mrs dalway by virginia wolf this book just took me so long to finish jesus like a month a whole ass month like nothing had me in a reading slump like Uh, like this book the last time I had a reading slump like this book was when I was reading The Aeneid like and that was like 800 plus years old so yeah I picked it up because I'm a dumbass who decided to change career paths and now I have to catch up on like the classics and If I have to read a million-year-old book, why not pick the gay ones? Or at least they'd be enjoyable. But this one I did not enjoy. The writing style just didn't do well with my five-second attention span. And the queerness wasn't a major thing in the book. It was just there as a side character. So, yeah. Sure, there were a lot of interesting themes going on there, and one of the things was the words queer and gay had different connotations back then, so they were u- being used a lot of times to, uh, you know, connote uh, someone being happy or being strange. But, like, I'm reading this in 2021 and I have my own connotations of the word so it was a blast for sure. It was an interesting experience every time the words came up but still all of that is me having fun with how the language evolved more than the plot or the essence of the book itself. Overall, I just felt a bit lukewarm about that. But critically speaking, yeah, the book's good. But if you want to enjoy reading like I do, I don't know. Maybe my taste is different than a lot of people's taste who did enjoy the book. I rated it 3.5 stars. Again, there's to uh, feign my brain one is very critical and 
objective and the un- another is just chaos so yeah critically it was a good book but the ADHD brain did not like it so 3.5 stars the next book was Wuthering Heights by Emily Bronte now this book oh god this book I picked it up because it was free on Audible and again catching up with the classics and all that. It was a roller coaster ride. So first things first, Heathcliff isn't white. It's mentioned very early on in the books and then they mention it throughout the books more. But the audacity of every adaptation to whitewash him, I just got. It's just if you whitewash him, you just take everything away from the actual book and its themes. You take a key thing away from his identity and the book becomes a thousand times worse. But all that is for an analytical article I'm saving up for the blog. But so, yeah. Wuthering Heights is basically terrible people doing terrible things at a very pretty place. The characters are just so iconic, yet an absolute nightmare. Uh, yeah. Uh, also, I'm a basic bitch who needs good characters to root for, and this book was... Let's just say there weren't many of those in this book. I did like the Lintons. They deserved so much better. Like, they were just good people stuck in this abusive cycle with Heathcliff and Catherine. And it was just... Oof. They deserved the word, honestly. It's a tragedy, but... um, I rated it 3.7 stars because again, it was a roller coaster. The next book I read was Legend Born by Tracy Dion. This book was so good. Just so, so, so good. Uh, the writing was amazing. Uh, we follow Bree Mathews as our protagonist who is a 16 year old black girl and she finds out there's a magical world out there with the Arthurian legends and descendants of Arthur and his knights are fighting demons and all. Now I know the premise looks similar to Shadowhunters They are incomparable. The word building is just so much better and you know it's actually original. Like not original original because it's a little bit derived from the Arthurian legends. But still extremely original with Aether and Rootcraft and the bloodlines and all of that. It I mean yeah. Uh, there's so much more to it 
and all the characters are very well crafted and are an absolute delight brie is grieving and self-discovering brie is grieving and discovering herself and she also deals with insidious ways racism manifests in society there's a lot of layers to the word building and the characters and the way the author took most of the YA tropes and crafted it into the book uh, for a black protagonist in a very white world was great to see and then she used that as a tool for storytelling which was just really amazing this book honestly deserves every award there is i absolutely loved reading it i did deduct 0.5 stars though because there was a potential love triangle but i just hate love triangles to my core i can't handle it just nope no nope so yeah 4.5 stars the next book is Coraline by Neil Gaiman this book was just really fun the characters and the word building and the plot and everything the dialogues everything was just you know Neil Gaiman <laughs> what else do I need to say fun fact he w- he decided to write it because of a typo he wanted to type Caroline but it turned out to be a typo and he typed Coraline instead and then we were blessed with this masterpiece also there's a cat in the book and the way Neil writes cats it's just it's everything it's just everything the story is about a little girl named Coraline who enters a mirror dimension and meets her other parents uh the other parents have buttons for eyes and at first it looked fun but then it's clear that her other mother has more sinister things in mind okay so obviously the buttons for eyes thing should have been a red flag but also she is a kid and the hijinks that ensue because of her ignoring that red flag was worth it it was just a fun little read i rated it 3 4.3 stars okay last book love hypothesis by ali hazelwood okay i have bones to pick with this one a lot of bones but first so this is a published relo fanfic i don't know much about star wars but i I do know some stuff and the characters are thrown into this academia background. Ray, now named Olive, is a PhD student and Kylo Ren, now named um Adam, is a professor at Stanford and she is a PhD student at Stanford too. So 
they are both in the biology department but he is not her advisor so he is not in a position where it would benefit her academically to date him so it's not sketchy or anything it's just weird and the whole thing starts with a fake dating scenario and props to the author for actually pulling off fake dating between a teacher and a student like the way she just weaved the story it was good honestly at first there was a certain charm to the book the humor was good the characters were uh, some characters were likable the author was very self aware and technically it was going good until it wasn't uh, okay so the reason it stopped going good the reasons it stopped going good was okay so the two bones i have to pick with this book are one the way asexuality was handled in the book and two adam carlson so the first thing Olive says she doesn't experience sexual attraction normally and she wondered if she was asexual for a long time then realized she could feel sexual attraction to a person if she trusts that person and they already have a bond now to any normal person this obviously looks like demisexuality right the author could have given demisexuals a solid representation through this but instead we get this no no it's nothing like that i she took a deep breath looking for a way to explain herself it's not that i want to not have sex i just don't particularly want to have it there's something weird about my brain and my body and i don't know what's wrong with me but i don't seem to be able to experience attraction like other people like normal people so yeah spring author with a water spirit thing no bad bad <laughs> like that's it that's literally it look feeling like you're not normal is a thing that happens a lot in the community and i'm not mad about just that but like she mentions asexuality in the book so like she's researched it then how come she didn't come across demisexuality which falls under the asexual spectrum feeling like you're not normal is totally fine uh, and as long as you're it's challenged because you're not feeling like you're weird because of some weird thing you have you're feeling weird because you don't have resources to discover that you are queer right like come on 
if she had discovered that she was demisexual and found the community by the end of the book, I would have been totally fine with it. If she just finds a person she does feel sexually attracted towards, she feels normal now, I guess. I just... I'm this close to chucking something at a wall. It's fun. It's fun times. Like, she didn't magically become aloe and feel sexually attracted to random people or celebrities or whatever. It's just that one guy. So she's still on the sexual spectrum and she's still demisexual. Oh, but she found the right guy, so no need to discuss it or give an underrepresented group a solid representation or anything because what else do you need? She found the guy, she found the right guy. The thing is, if representation was not the motive here, then why include it at all? If her uh, feeling weird about not having sexual attraction was included, and the uh, but the payoff wasn't that she finds a community or a self discovery, then why include it at all? Just to make us feel bad, or just to make me angry? What what the fuck is going on here? Like honestly, you can't pull it. Oh, there's something wrong with me card when you're writing a queer character please just don't fucking do that um I'm, I'm so fucking mad okay moving on to my next bone to pick adam carlson so the dude is basically kylo ren and kylo ren was the antagonist in star wars so that needs to be translated in this as well so how does it translate to an academia setting you ask he's the asshole teacher that's how that's how it translates to academia setting it just uh, okay there's nothing in the entire world that has traumatized me the way teachers did especially the asshole ones because you know being a neurodivergent student is not an ideal student let's just say especially if you show your symptoms and don't mask them so it's just can you imagine this poster child epitome of or and all the source of my trauma masquerading as a love interest in a romance novel it was hard. It was fucking hard for me to reconcile my actual reality with this book. The thing is, I wouldn't have minded him being the asshole teacher if there was an arc there where he discovers how it mentally affects the students and he changes. like. Yeah, I mean, the people he's traumatized are traumatized forever. Like, if one of my teachers was the best person right now, I wouldn't fucking care. I mean, 
you know it's that eleanor moment from the good place where she is feeling very distraught about her mom changing and being a better person because the person was capable of being kind and better but eleanor didn't deserve didn't get it even though she deserved it i think that's kind of how it would go even if he changed or any of my teachers changed but the thing is that doesn't even happen here like even if it had happened it would have been a flimsy enough thing for me to be okay with but it it just doesn't happen here i'm just uh he was the asshole unnecessarily harsh teacher in the beginning and he stayed that way till the end and there was no there was not even a hint that he may change later that's just how he is going to be for the rest of his life here's my take on no nuance november traumatizing students is bad actually like the way the author tried to redeem him was not even by redeeming him but just giving him a very flimsy excuse to continue to be the crappy asshole teacher like in the beginning the main character does challenge him about being su- such a huge pain and he counters that by saying he doesn't want crappy millennial scientists running around that's why he's so harsh i just oh my god <laughs> bitch what about crappy boomer scientists what about these bullies that keep hopeful people away from stem and make it an exclusive club of some kind of uh, unemotional robots and chips away at the mental health of everyone involved in it what about them also he's 34 he is a millennial i just i don't know man and i can assure you no scientist especially not the ones working on their phd theses want wrong ba- if they mess up they want to know they messed up and they want to correct their mistakes there's no excuse to be a complete bastard towards them and drive them to tears and just be mean and steer them away from research altogether the main character even says that he doesn't need to be mean when he's giving away good critics and he doesn't agree with that he doesn't say okay i'll look into it or i'll change or whatever he he says he'll just continue to be mean how fucked up oh god and then to rub the salt on wound uh we later learn that his mentor was also like him but actually worse somehow because his mentor used to go for personal attacks and not just uh attacks on the work or critiquing of the work and at that point i still had a little bit of hope where i was like okay he realizes he's 
stuck he was stuck in a cycle of abuse and now he's the one perpetuating it and maybe he'll break the cycle right no it's just used used to show that he is not actually bad because there's other teachers who use the same technique being un kind and extremely cruel while critiquing the work but they go for personal attacks and he doesn't he just attacks he just critiques the work just no 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 i don't care if he's if him being mean is just about the work and not about me i would kill myself if this guy was my advisor and i'm not joking here so steering away from that dark to- dark topic he says he is harsh because he wants the students to improve here's a fun tidbit i moved away from stem because the teachers were harsh till like 10th grade i the teachers were actually kind and approachable so i excelled at it and then from 11th grade the teachers just got worse and worse and more and more unapproachable and just absolutely terrible and unkind like dr adam carlson here so i just got worse and worse at stem subjects and during undergraduate i was doing a bsc in physics maths and computer science and uh there was this mandatory english course that we had to take and the english department was the best there is they were soft and kind and approachable and i got better and better at storytelling i was really crusty at it back like 5 years ago and i got better at storytelling and my writing skills and i got worse at physics the subject i fucking loved to death because the entire department was stan ad adam carlson's in a trench coat so i really don't see the fucking logic here where he's like oh i'm harsh because i want them to improve like i literally got worse at subjects where teachers were unaccommodating and harsh and better at subjects where teachers weren't particularly harsh so what are you trying to do here it's mentioned in the book that some people actually dropped out of biology thing because he was their advisor so how did you make them better how i just i don't know and if you're being like oh it's just gonna teach them to be in a in the real world or something like the real world doesn't need to be cruel you're the one who's making it to be cruel like i don't see the i really don't see the logic with neurotypicals anytime ever and especially with not with this and especially not when <sighs> my life has been such a hell because of it i don't know him being the asshole teacher was a deal breaker for me i just could not look past it so i just 
couldn't enjoy the book like others who weren't traumatized by their teachers did. Honestly, I don't care if you're the god of science. If you want me to respect you, you have to not give me panic attacks. It just hits way too close to home and the worst part is that he's not even the villain here because people like him are the villain of my life. Okay, then her friend and his friend start dating and again, her friend is a student here and his friend is a teacher. They're in the biology department too but her friend isn't under his friend's thing. So again, it's not sketchy but it's just weird. And also, do we need an entire army of teachers dating students? Do we really? Anyway, so they go on this double date, which is a bit awkward because her friend Malcolm was under Adam's supervision for a ta- for a time, and Malcolm was traumatized by him, alright. So it's a bit awkward, but then uh, Adam says, "Oh, it was nothing personal. Maybe I was having a hard time when I dunked on your thesis." and um, I was just critiquing your work or whatever and he just forgives him and they bond over hating pumpkins what the fuck are you talking about like okay if my best friend and my partner actually liked and approved of the of the teacher that traumatized me to my bones i would neither have a best friend nor a partner that's for sure yeah i mean in this in this scenario i really can't be in the main character's shoes because i'm sure i would spontaneously combust before dating an asshole teacher yeah and about the army of teachers dating students i know it's stanford and this is an isolated case it's like two teachers and two students and between thousands of people at stanford it's not that big of a deal but we are in this isolated group and we see that everywhere while reading the book and it's just a strange experience let's say that Now I am going to refrain myself from commenting on the sex scenes because I'm not the target audience here because of my sex uh, indifferent to repulsed asexuality and I have seen other reviews where people really liked it like more than any other part of the book they really liked that part and the author should clearly l- listen to her target audience and not me but still i personally liked the book before the sex scene which just went on for an entire chapter yeah yeah i wasn't strong enough to read that no despite of that i would still have rated the book 4 or 5 stars because there was the charm to it as i said previously but if it wasn't for adam carlson being the absolute worst ever uh 
So yeah, I rated it three stars. Like, it's a romance novel, and I loathe the character archetype that the love interest is. So I can't get behind love and the love interest. So it did nothing for me when the romance part started. So yeah. Anyway, that's it for the November wrap up. Way too much of childhood trauma from teachers here in this book wrap up so yeah let's hope the december wrap up is better and my other episodes uh, don't bring up my trauma as much and that's it for the podcast episode one (sighs) goodbye